Other horns don't. Everything that we do every day, we want to be a champion. Get your mind right and let's go. Do the little things. Win every day. It's the same place they play so far. Everything with an attitude. Got a family. I don't give a shit who we're playing. Don't let the make us play again. And make us ass play. That's our framework. That's our MO with the team. Richardson breaks free on the sideline. This is a mauling, folks, a mauling. Fear the tide, honey badger. Hello and welcome to another preseason edition of the Alabama Football Podcast. Hey, in this episode, we have more information on our listener support program, as well as a bonus episode from December that you would swear was ripped from today's headlines. So let's jump in. Let's talk the listener support program. That's exactly what it is. It's an opportunity for for listeners to contribute uh, to help us uh, sustain the program, sustain uh, the podcast. This is our 11th season, and uh, as costs costs have increased over the years, it costs really between thirteen and fourteen hundred dollars uh, to produce the show over uh, over the course of a full season. Uh, that's our per show uh, production costs, as well as uh, some infrastructure or some hosting products that we have uh, to really help uh, you know push the show out. Uh, this is one hundred percent voluntary. We're not taking anything away from our core uh, program. However, we are adding bonus shows uh, for those who participate. So what does the program look like? Uh, Last year, we put together 30 bonus shows and rolled those out. Uh, This year, we hope to do more. Uh, We're going to have more organization around what we're what we're producing and what we're putting out uh, for our bonus uh, participants, our support team. There's three tiers this year. Uh, Last year, there were four. It got a little clunky, so we're we're simplifying and improving. The three tiers, we have an all-conference tier that's $18. For that, you get all of our bonus recordings, and I'm going to break that down in just a minute. Uh, We have a second tier, the All-America tier. That's $37. That's Sean Alexander's number, by the way. Uh, For that, you get all of the bonus recordings as well as an invitation to participate in Zoom calls uh, throughout the season. We hope to have those weekly. Uh, And then a ticket raffle, Tide Pride will. And if we're able to get uh, our tickets from Tide Pride, then we'll include include, uh, at least a ticket uh, opportunity to raffle uh, for the All-America group. We also are bringing back, uh, this year we're calling it the Heisman, uh, but a title sponsor opportunity. Uh, we had an individual that was very gracious uh, last year, and that allowed us to really improve the program in a lot of different ways. So we're bringing that back uh, if you'd like to be a title sponsor. We can only have one literal title sponsor. Uh, and so if someone uh, subscribes to that program and wants us to uh, sponsor their product or sponsor their business, then uh, then we can only have one uh, one at the Heisman level. So let's talk about the bonus audios. Uh, I am particularly uh, excited about what we're doing with the bonus audios. We're going to do post-game quick hits. This season, the COVID season, if you will, 2020, is uniquely uh, situated for this. There's many fewer games that we'll be able to travel to. So we'll have more time immediately after a game to start uh, to hop on the mic and and talk about what we just saw. Uh, the intent here is for this to be much like if if we crashed your tailgate after a game and we started talking about the game, what would we say? And the thought with uh, the post-game quick is, hits is we'd hop on, spend 10, 15, 20 minutes talking about what we just observed to the game. It, it may be sort of a preamble, if you will, to the full 
breakdown, uh, but it'll be more in the moment. That's the intentionality there. We want to do pregame interviews. We've been asked for years, can you guys do a pregame show? We would look forward to that. And so this is a way that we think that we can do pregame shows, uh, frankly, with little less prep. And so we want to uh, find writers and podcasts uh, for teams that we're about to play do a quick interview with them. What can we expect from their program? Uh, sort of return the favor, what they may expect from Alabama. And uh, and then issue that to our support group ahead of the ahead of that game. We may take some of those and release those to the general audience after the game. Uh, but at that point, that information isn't as valuable, isn't as important, uh, maybe not even as interesting as it would have been before the game. We want to make sure that our support team has access to that information uh, ahead of the game. The All-America team, just uh, as we talked about, they will receive uh, an opportunity to, to participate in the Zoom calls. Uh, select Zoom calls will post as bonus shows for the All-Conference team. Not all, but a couple uh, a couple or select shows uh, will produce for the All-Conference team. None of those would be available outside of the support team. We wouldn't release those to sort of the, the public audience, if you will. Our early access to a new intro. Our intro, I kind of like it, uh, but uh, it is dated. And so we want to update that a little bit. And so uh, we're going to put... Uh, it's probably a small bonus I get, but uh, early access to the new introduction will be uh, available to the support teams. Immediate access to four shows. I'm recording uh, a couple of shows this weekend, and four of them will be specifically bonus shows. And they'll be immediately avail available or, or nearly immediately available for uh, the bonus folks when you guys sign, in, sign up on the website, alabamafootballpodcast.com. There's a, a sign-up sheet. There's a sort of a sales page, if you will, and a sign-up sheet uh, that you can enroll. And that's in addition to last year we did 30 shows just, quarter, just you know, organically. Uh, and I know that we'll do quite a number of shows again uh, or in, an, in addition to sort of the structured shows that we're talking about. So we may double our bonus show content in 2020 relative to, to what we were able to do last year. And so we're looking forward to that. Uh, overall, this is a bonus as well. Uh, overall, the overall process for the listener program and the private podcasts is uh, is improved. The sign-up and the podcast uh, show distribution is significantly automated. Uh, those who participated last year, there were a lot of sort of rats and wheels behind the, behind the scenes uh, when you enrolled. Uh, there were a lot of manual updates to uh, Excel spreadsheets, and probably the most hanky thing that we that we did is post the bonus shows to uh, a Google Drive, and we would email you guys uh, that the shows were available. Uh, that was very low tech, and so uh, we're looking to really uh, up the game this year. Uh, we're posting the bonus shows on a private RSS feed, which essentially means that it'll publish uh, to a private group, <clears throat> whereas the primary show publishes uh, in the in iTunes or whatever your podcast player is uh, for the the public shows. Those will be very similar to that. Uh, the execution of that will be very similar. It'll be easier to distribute, easier to enjoy, easier to participate uh, in those shows. And so we're super excited about that. We're also putting up a member area on our website. 
and we hope that that's going to be a quick place to sort of drop updates uh, where we're hanging out in Tuscaloosa, what we're doing, and uh, where you can, you know, sort of meet up with us, uh, Q&As uh, sort of unique to the participant group. And so uh, look forward to uh, Zoom call information, all of that sort of posted there. Uh, so hopefully, uh, hopefully that'll be of value as well. We're super excited and hope that you guys are as well and hope that you'll uh, give us give us an opportunity to uh, it with the 2020 listener campaign. Now, let's go on with the bonus show. In December of 2019, we put together a bonus show that I think uh, some of the content is we're still seeing in headlines today. And I, when I think about this show, and I went back and listened to it not you know not too very long ago. When I think about hey, it's a crowded market for Alabama, you know, football news. You think of all the websites, all the podcasts, all the writers, everyone trying to sort of carve out a niche. I sometimes wonder where do we fit into that? We're much smaller than, than, uh, than some of the other outlets. Uh, we're certainly not as well known as, as many of the, the other outlets. Not that that's our objective, but we know that we, we have a, a very small, you know, relatively small, if you will, sort of niche in the market. And sometimes I wonder, is what's, is what's the value there that we're delivering? And then I think about this article uh, or this podcast that we put together, and we were literally about ten months uh, ahead of ahead of the curve. There's a, a pendulum pendulum that had really swung that was just incredibly anti Pete Golden, and so ten months ago we put together uh, a podcast where we said, "Look, this this you know hold your horses on that. This is going to swing back the other way." Uh, and 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 Pete, we think is going to be at the end of this 2020 season. He's going to be a candidate for other coaching jobs, or he's going to be he's going to be viewed as one of the top uh, available assistant coaches, or or one of the top defensive coordinate, coordinators available. And we put together, sort of in our own way, but we put together a, a sort of a, a scientific study or business case, if you will, of why we thought that that would come to be. Now, if you hear the interview from Pete uh, in at the start of fall camp. And you see a lot of the articles, and especially when you start to hear the articles of the defense, uh, articles about the defense, and how outstanding this defense is going to be, and and that it can be one of the best, and one of the best under saving. You know, it's a, that's almost sort of swinging back the other way. And what's missing is you don't hear a lot of people saying, "Well, you know, give Pete some credit in that too." That's sort of missing. But if you go back and you listen to the, and we're just about to tee it up and play it for you, uh, this was recorded in December of 2019. I think nearly almost everything in the podcast uh, still holds water, and it's it's just telling it to me that this is sort of a niche that we feel because we saw the current headlines, the current sort of pulse of the the Alabama uh, fan base. Some of this we predicted or we were anticipating, you know, ten months ago, and so that's kind of exciting. And so give it a listen. Uh, you know, step through the the rationale with us. See what you're, you know, see if you agree. And this is the kind of thing that, that you're used to getting on our regular shows, and it's also the kind of thing that we bake in uh, to our bonus shows as well. So give it a listen. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, this will help you sort of think through the process of enrolling. Again, go to the website alabamafootballpodcast.com. Read all about the program. Get super interested in it and jump right in. And uh, by the way. As you're listening to the the Pete Golden show, um, the bet the bet still stands. So if you're interested, 
probably can only take five or six or eight, but uh, if you're interested, the bet stands. All right, roll tide. Hello and welcome to a bonus edition of the Alabama Football Podcast. This episode, we're going to call Alabama's defensive coordinator, Pete Golden. We're going to talk about him a little bit. And to kick this off, I'm going to introduce why I think some Alabama fans, not all, but some Alabama fans remind me of my wife's cats. My wife's got these cats, and they are so finicky, so peculiar, that if one of the other cats just walks by them wrong, then that cat's going to pop them for no reason, no instigation, no motivation, just something happened that they didn't like, so they just hit the other cat. Well, Alabama fans are kind of doing that, not all, but some are kind of doing that with Pete Golding. We have a two-loss regular season for the first time in a decade, for the first time since 2000. 10. Just think about that for a minute. And our, it, not all, but this subset of fans, the first thing they want to do is get rid of Pete Golding. Why would you do that? Why would you equate uh, those two things? Um, and when you do, I think there's three points that you're missing, uh, at least three, but we're going to park on three today. So point number one, let's get rid of Pete Golding. Well, here's point number one that you're missing. Pete Golding is a better coach with Dylan Moses, Mac Wilson, and Josh McMillan roaming the middle linebacker spot. The players contribute to the success of the coach, The which we all know the coach plays a role too. But when we're missing, when Alabama's missing three middle linebackers from uh, last year's team and we're, resort- and we're left starting two true freshmen in that position, there's going to be – there's going to be a negative impact. Uh, the Alabama defense at, at, in some games started five true freshman players. Five of the 11 starting def- defenders were true freshmen. Uh, we talk about Harris. We talk about Lee, uh, Iboibi, uh Jordan Battle, uh, Christian Barrymore. And there were some games where Brian uh, Byron Young uh, contributed. We have to go back and look at the exact uh, lineup. There may have actually been six of 11 uh, true freshman starters in some of the in some of the late games. Some of it is: are we starting in a in a dime or nickel? Uh, there's a little bit of variation, but there were definitely six freshmen, uh, true freshmen that that were heavy in the defensive rotation. And I'm going to guarantee you, Pete Golding or any defensive coordinator is a better coach when that's not true. That's point one. Point two, say it with me. It's Coach Saban's defense, not Pete Golding's defense. If we're going to get mad at Pete Golding, uh, Pete Golding uh, calling the defense or his defensive alignment or his de- defensive structures or his defensive uh, a philosophy and approach, then we're, we're sort of baby and bathwater situation here because it is still uh, Nick Saban's defense. So let's keep that in mind. Uh, Pete Golding was is two years away from being the defensive coordinator at uh, University of Texas uh, San Antonio, and uh, we knew going into the season, even pre-injury, but certainly post-injury, that we were uh, that Alabama the defense was going to be thin across the defensive front, uh, both at the line position and the linebacker uh, within the linebacker core. Uh, so, point number two, point number three, defensive coordinators almost always improve from year one to year two. Think about our own experience as Alabama fans watching Joe Kynes get better in year two versus his year one. Think about Burt Reynolds. I'm sorry. I mean, Carl Torbush as defensive coordinator under Franchoni from year two to from year one, he 
he improved significantly as a defensive coordinator. Now, there's a little bit of irony because um, Shula left in Kynes' second year and Fran left in Torbush's second year. And so both of those defensive coordinators went from, not all fans, I'll sound like I'm generalizing, but some fans uh, went from, let's fire those guys in year one to year two, hey, let's potentially hire them as replacement head coaches. And I'm talking about Joe Kynes and Carl Tarbush, uh, uh, Torbush here. Uh, Carl was probably more uh, in, in line for the position and, and better suited than, than Kynes was. But the point is they both, in transition years, from their uh, being first-year DCs to second-year DCs, uh, their performance, the team's performance, improved significantly. Now, a difference that I would, a difference with a distinction for each of those uh, fellas versus uh, Golding is that they were bringing in their own scheme. And so, of course, you're going to get better uh, in the second year. But think about it this way as well. Saban, uh, with Saban's system, only Pete Golding needs to learn and adapt the system. With a defensive coordinator, the entire team needs to adapt to the structure. So Pete's only going to get better with more time in the system. His second year as a defensive coordinator, he'll be better than his first year as a defensive coordinator, all things being equal. One exception, if you want to shout out an exception, uh, Jeremy Pruitt actually is the exception that proves the rule. He left Alabama having coached at Alabama uh, under the system, and he became a, an evangelist for that defensive uh, system at Florida State, won a national title there, and Georgia, where they competed successfully uh, using the same defensive structure. When he steps back in at Alabama and assumes the defensive uh, coordinator's role, he is the exception to the rule. He's not bringing his system into a group of players, into a structure that he's not experienced before. He's coming back with maybe some new ideas on the pre-existing structure and also having familiarity with the uh, the players and the coaching staff. So Jeremy Pruitt, absolutely the exception, I think, that proves the rule. Uh, Golding, again, I think he's a little bit of a blended case because he was in the system uh, one year as a co-defensive coordinator before taking over the defensive coordinator uh Role And so he's had an additional sort of opportunity to learn the Saban system. And now as the, in his second year, what will be his second year uh, is full on defensive coordinator. Uh, I think that the, he, he will only improve. Another thought uh, when we think about the, the, the improvement trajectory for uh, Pete Golding. Pete Golding is the third defensive coordinator in three seasons uh, at Alabama. It went from Pruitt. Uh, to uh, Tosh Lapua, to uh, to Pete Golding, and so we had three DCs in three years. Don't tell me that that lack of continuity, that that presence in the room, uh, isn't going to impact the the play on the field. It that's just the nature of it. So I look at it in in composite and say it is nearly almost impossible that Pete Golding does not improve or the defense more specifically, does not improve uh, next season with Pete Golding as the defensive coordinator. And in fact, I'll go so far as to make a bet. I can't make it with all our listeners, uh, but I'll make a bet with sort of the first three or four uh, that want to want to reach out to me. Uh, I'll make a, uh, a bet uh, for a nice bottle of brown water that 
the Alabama defense will be significantly improved next year and that Pete Golding will be something of a golden boy and that there will be media reports. The defense will improve such that there will be media reports about his fast track, his trajectory in his coaching career, and that he may even potentially be named as candidates for uh, head coaching positions, albeit smaller schools, uh, but nonetheless named as a candidate for uh, head coaching opportunities as a result of his um, media, uh, media, I can't say it, is uh, as a result of his fast rise in, uh, in success uh, coaching under um, Coach Seven, uh, Saban. So if you're interested, reach out and uh, we'll put, uh, we'll put the uh, brown water bottle uh, on the um, on the table for that. So with that, that's another bonus edition of the Alabama Football Podcast. Roll Tide. Thanks for listening to the Alabama Football Podcast. We love that you're tuned in and hope that you enjoyed the show. We encourage you to reach out and let us know what you like, where we can improve, or just a shout out, a Roll Tide. We are where you are. iTunes, Facebook, Twitter, email newsletters, T-shirts, free roster downloads, and of course, on the web at alabamafootballpodcast.com. Check us out where you'll find easy links to your favorite way to follow the tide. Got that, Coach? Of course. Roll Tide.